G'day, welcome. It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 27th of December, 2022, the last podcast of the year. Oh my God. How about that? Huh? Isn't that great? You know what? I feel a little bit sad just right now. Let me have a little sip of tea. I feel a little bit sad, and I'll tell you why I feel sad is because I just got an email from Car Next Door saying that the car that I hired in Darwin, Jeffrey's car, the wonderful Jeffrey, shouldn't use his name. Ah, whatever. Fucking, you can't trace him. Um, I had his car for a few days, and he was very kind. I met him, and it was just lovely. And when I... um got it like put it back i guess i left it with low fuel i don't remember but like i believe that i would you know and anyway they just said that i've been charged a 30 dollar fee because i left it with low fuel which i've never been charged that before and i just i feel like i'm pretty good at you know i want to be respectful of people's stuff and their cars and especially because i met the guy and he was so nice and i feel like i am respectful of people's shit and and you know, to get it from Uber, like, whatever, fuck Uber, and I got a $30 fee, I mean, fuck them for, I guess it's money, and I got to have some kind of repercussions, but I just feel bad for Jeffrey, I feel like I let him down, I really, I feel really upset, I wish that, uh, what I'm going to do is, is message him in a second, and apologize personally, and just be like, hey man, look, the fee, that's fine, but I just wanted to apologize for leaving your car low on fuel, because it's not, I don't want to be that person who, like, takes someone's thing and then just returns it in a shitty condition, you know? And I wasn't trying to do that, and so I feel bad if I have done that. (laughs) And it's really affecting me. Why? Why? Why do I care? Why is that bumming me out so much? I want this feeling to go away. But maybe it doesn't go away. Maybe I just have to suffer and flagellate myself and berate myself. You're a fucking idiot, Aiden. That's what it makes me want to do. But I shouldn't need to do that. Just feel the feeling. I'm drinking tea out of this cup that my girlfriend got me that says the adventure begins on the side. And she gave it to me for Christmas. And she was like, because we are on an adventure. Our relationship is an adventure. Isn't that nice? Isn't that just the loveliest thing? It's not the shape. I like to drink out of like a bigger mug. So, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I have to drink out of this cup. (laughs) Because she got it for me. And the sentiment is so nice. And I just, I really want to buy into that, you know, with her. But by the same token... You know, in future, if you're going to get me a cup, a bigger one, please. <laughs> because it's, it's just not, it's not big enough. It's not, it's narrow. It's one of those narrow teacups. Who likes the narrow teacup? Let's just, let's be honest for a second, shall we? If you're drinking tea, you don't. Take a thimble full of tea. You take a big one. Tea is a Moorish beverage. It's like water. You drink it like water. 
So you have more. It's like a hydrating thing with just a bit of extra fun. So, like, who the fuck is... But it's just... It's big teacup. <laughs> I'm on my soapbox again. It's the big companies printing their messages on the side of teacups. They know the message isn't... It's not a practical thing. If you're printing a message on the side of a teacup, the product is the message rather than the teacup. But what about us? The drinkers of the tea being shortchanged time and again. <laughs> I'm going to fucking make, I've been thinking this for a while. I'm going to make a bit of merch. Yeah. For the tea drinkers out there. And it's going to be, it's going to be, I reckon, you know, I really like the phrase that I wrote that's in my show. Um, I don't know what. I couldn't tell you what I do all day. All I know is it takes me all day to do it. I think that's funny. And I want to put it on the side of a teacup. But I want to find a teacup here. All right. Okay. This is something that we can search on Google because we all know that's the best part of the podcast every week when I go on my phone. <laughs> what about... Okay. Custom teacups, various sizes. <laughs> is that a good... Is that a good Google search? What do we got here? Custom takeaway coffee cups. No! Luxury cup and saucer set. No, it's not a saucer. Design your own tumblers, you fucking pieces of shit. Etsy. <laughs> why, am I, why am I angry? Why am I mad? All right, personalized text mug. But these look like bigger mugs. This is what I want. See, look, personalized name mug. Thin, skinny, pathetic. Personalized teacup. I want a big one. There we go, mum's tea, that, but it looks like it's a wide mouth. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get some personalised teacups made. I want them to be really nice though, so when people buy them, it's not just some bullshit that you buy, it's like a nice thing, you know? If you like drinking tea, buy your ass one of these. Maybe I should get some designs. Maybe I should get some silly Google Deep Dream photos and put them on the sides of teacups, huh? Yeah, what about that? Just some fucking real dumb ones, like the picture of, um, if you're going to see my new show, ah, do I want stuff from the show? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I'm paralyzed by indecision. I'm not going to do it now. It's all too hard. There's some pictures from the show that are good bits in my new show that I think will be fun. Silly Google deep dreams of me doing stand-up comedy, but they're like... Whatever. See the show. Come see the show, which, by the way, is touring in 2023. On sale. Tickets are available for Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney. Perth and Adelaide in Feb, Melbourne in April, Sydney in May. Come and see the show. Also, if you're in, oh, I think, Castlemaine, I will be doing it in March. I'll be doing more. You know what I've done today, man? I'm really actually happy with myself today, aside from that I've let Jeffrey down. I'm really stoked with myself because I've done something that I've never done. I went and sat in a cafe for a couple hours and uh, I planned my year out next year. So the first six months of next year... I kind of went through and put like, what do I want to achieve in those months? What are the big things that I want to do? And then for January, I kind of put, all right, now to do all the things that I want to do, what stuff do I need to do? And then rather than try and 
ad hoc, like just wake up every day and go, what am I going to do today? I tried to plan it. So it's like, all right, here, I'll even, you know what? Pull, uh, what's that fucking cunt's name on the Joe Rogan experience? Whatever. Pull up uh, January, Billy, or whatever his fucking losers. I hate the Joe Rogan experience. Anyway, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? So January. I, um, and that's the, that's the soonest month. So it's got the most detail, right? So like, for example, for April, I just put Melbourne comedy festival. Cause that's all, that's the main thing that month for March. I just put rural gigs for February. I put Perth fringe world, Adelaide fringe adoption meeting for the stuff that I got to do with my dad and enter. You had to be there. My documentary, the 10 minute short version into some short film festivals. That's what I want to do. January, I'm doing Gold Coast gigs. I'm having a party at my house. I'm doing a trial of my show. I'm doing uh, my old show at the Capitol Theatre Engine Room in Bendigo. And, uh, and I want to do work. So then I've split that up into, okay, how long does all this stuff take? The Gold Coast tour is five days. My party is one day to have the party and one day to plan the party. Work, I want to do 10 days of my day job. The Bendigo show, two days of promoting the show and one day of the actual show, the day of the show. The trial, one day for the show, one day of planning. And my tour, like in the future, you know, like Perth and Adelaide and shit, I want three days for planning the tour, promo and stuff. I want to have a day every week to rest where I don't do anything and I don't plan anything and that's like a blocked out day. And then I also want one day to plan the next month. Um, and in March, because I want regional gigs, I want two days of planning those gigs. So like messaging people, booking the gigs in. So each of those are like things. Now, each of those things, I'm not going to try because I know, right? In the past for me, I, um, I just, I, I put too much shit on my plate. That's something that I've talked about so often on this podcast. I try and do everything everywhere all at once just like the movie fuck that was a good movie wasn't that the best movie of 2022 wasn't that a nice movie did you guys see any nice movies last year what were your highlights of 2022 call in (laughs) none of you guys ever call into my podcast so if you've had a highlight of 2022 call in on instagram and give me your highlights And if you don't do it, then I'll be sad. (laughs) How about that for a method of promoting the podcast? It's the Emotional Blackmail Podcast. (laughs) Oh, I just thought a really bad thing. I'll say it, but I don't mean it. You know, like a podcast of like, if you guys don't write in, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Mm. Oh my god Man, I watched Sam Campbell go, Fuck dude, Sam Campbell is the best comedian in Australia And he put out a podcast uh, Sorry, he put, out a, he put out a special So he put out his special yesterday And um, one of my favourite bits was when he's doing crowd work with this lady And he's just like, hey, cool, cool jumper and he like riffs about it for a bit. And then he's just like, we need to normalize crowd work. He's like, I don't think it's a cool jumper at all. I think it's the worst jumper I've ever seen. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he's like, I want to kill you. He just says to this lady, I want to kill you. I want to kill everyone here. 
<laughs> and he just starts talking about killing everyone in the room. And it was just so funny, you know? And that's what I like. Nah, man, I, j- I like that he wasn't afraid to just say that because, like, that's the worst thing. And in that moment, the joke was, yeah, actually, I've tried to do a fun thing, but I'm not really thinking that. I'm thinking the worst thing ever, so let me just say that instead. I want to kill this woman in the front row. And that's what I just did there. If you don't write... So what about that, guys? If you don't write in, huh, with your highlights of 2022, I'm going to kill myself. No, Aiden. No. Not funny. Suicide is not funny. Unless you don't mean it. (laughs) Unless... Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Stop doing those jokes. You're better than that, Aiden. And you were talking about planning your year, Aiden. Planning my year. I'm planning 2023. So I went through, because on the podcast, I've talked so much recently. Here we are. We're back. I've talked so much about how I, I give myself too much shit to do and I stress myself out. And then, you know, I have some fucking moment. Like with the, like with the you had to be there postcards. I made the postcards. I did it while I was all in a rush. I thought I'd finally figured out how to operate at an unreasonably high level of stress. And then I did it wrong and they came to the house and I fucking flipped out, didn't I? You fucking stupid cunt. Why are you always doing this? You're a fucking worthless piece of shit. Just like I've done... Oh, just like with Jeffrey and his car. Because I did that day. I was, man. I gave myself too much to do. Oh, I remember now. And I was driving to his house at the last moment because did I stay up late that night? No, I didn't watch the World Cup. What was I doing? What day was it? Let me go back and see. I'm going to get to the bottom of this because that just at the start of this podcast, I felt really bad. What led to that? All right. Okay. It was the 16th of December. That was the last day I had the car. The 16th. Was it? No, it can't have been. It must have been the Thursday. Fuck. The Thursday. No, yeah, it was the 14th. It was the Wednesday. I did radio that morning. Yeah, I did. And then I dropped the car back. But I just remember that I dropped the car back with like, I, I dropped it back with no time to spare. And I had my mate's bags in the back of the car. And that's right. I drove the car to the house and then realized my mate's bags were in the back and had to go back to the house to drop them at the house because I was dropping the car back and I was going to go pick the bags up with the other car later. I gave myself, you know, just enough time and then realized I'd forgotten something. So I didn't allow a moment for like a bit of human error. So I had to drive back and then I had to rush back to the house, to Jeffrey's house to drop his car back. And in doing so, I probably didn't give myself enough time to notice that the fuel gauge was running low. That's what happened. And why didn't I give myself enough time that morning? Had I stayed up late the night before? I actually might have. That might have been when was that? Oh, this is so fucking boring for you guys. World Cup 2022 fixtures. 
Was there a World Cup game on that morning? Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, shut up. Why does she read it out sometimes, but not other times? All right. December 11, 12, 14. It was. It was the 14th of December that morning. I stayed up and at 1.30, 1.30? Whatever fucking time it was, it was the semi-final Argentina versus Croatia. That's why I was up so late. That's why I went, you know what? So that's fine. That $30 fee for not handing the car in with a good petrol tank, that's a fee that I pay for, like that's a penalty for enjoying the, the World Cup semi-finals. And all was right in the world. Anyway... There we go. There's another example, though, of me trying to do too much shit and then just not being able to forgive myself. Because it is, I watched the World Cup semifinals that morning and then I slept until late and then I got up and drove the car straight to Jeffrey's house and then I didn't have enough time to fill it up with petrol. So I just, I delivered it without a full tank of petrol and I didn't tell him because I wasn't thinking. Anyway, that's some shit that I always do. And so to try and avoid that, I'm going to try and plan and I'm going to try and plan and give myself plenty of time. So I'm not going to do, here's another thing I've learned. I can't do heaps of different shit in a day. I only have enough mental space to do one big thing every day. And I'm always doing lots of little shit, but like I do my podcasts Maybe two, maybe one in the morning, one in the afternoon, but that's a busy day. Really, it's just one every day. So I've given myself one of these tasks each day. So here's my January next year. First of January is rest after, you know, after New Year's Eve. Second of January, I'm doing promo for my show in Bendigo, which by the way, is on the 20th of January at the Capitol Theatre Engine Room. If you know anyone in Bendigo... Let them know about this show. But if you don't do that, that's okay. Because on the 2nd of January, I'm going to be sitting down and thinking of all the people I know in Bendigo and messaging them and asking them, do you have any friends who you think would like to come to the show? Do you want to come to the show? Here's some cheap tickets for the show. Do you know any venues that I could put posters up in? Can I pay you 20 bucks to go and put a couple posters up in venues? Maybe 50 bucks. I'll think about that. But I'm trying to get people feet on the ground, you know? Who do I have in Bendigo and how can I activate them to sell me some tickets, to get a bit of a groundswell of like grassroots support in the town rather than just throwing money at Facebook, the most impersonal platform, and hoping that it sticks, which it won't. And then I'll also, on that day, call a bunch of businesses in Bendigo and go, hey... I'm a comedian. I've got a show in town and this is the day that it is and it's going to be sick. I will give you free tickets if you put some posters up in your cafe. What do you reckon about that? Great. That's what I'm going to do that day. Tuesday the 3rd, I'm doing day job work. That's the whole day blocked out for that. Wednesday. I've got, a, I've got a meeting for this Gothenburg Fringe thing in the evening, like at 1am that morning. And then I'm going to book spots in Perth and Adelaide. I'm going to go to sleep and then whatever, and then book spots that day. That's that day, the fifth day job, the sixth day job. The seventh, I'm booking regional tours. I'm messaging a bunch of pubs in rural Victoria, trying to book myself in for gigs in March. 
and that. Just every day, you know, that's the seventh. The eighth, rest, Sunday, etc. So it's not like a whole day. And then there's still time each day for me to write jokes, do gigs, you know, do all the shit that I normally do, podcast, book, fucking little gigs in Melbourne or whatever. But those are like the big things that I need to do to just keep shit ticking over because the first six months of next year, I'm doing my show and I'm trying to earn money as a comic and do all this stuff. And then next year, around the middle of the year, hopefully all things, you know, being good, I'm going to be moving to the UK and I need to get in the habit of really using my time well because Melbourne and life in Australia is easy. But when I was 23, 24 and 25 years old, I lived in the UK and I remember, man, I'm really scared about this move because it was hard. When I was younger and I lived in London, it was fucked up. It was so cooked, man. The life that I had and just like living day to day and hand to mouth and having no money and being tired all the time was so hard and that's when I was 23, 24, 25 and granted I was drinking at the time but I still, I had no money, I was working 40 hours a week and I can't go back to living like that, I cannot, I'm going to be 32 in a month and a bit and I just can't live like I did, I mean it was almost 10 years ago when I moved there, I can't live that life again. So what I'm doing to try and make sure that I don't live that life again is I want to start planning and using my time right and thinking about what I want to do and what I need to do to fucking do that. <sighs> How boring is this? How fucking serious am I, mate? Watch me week two of the year. Just be like, this is fucked. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm waiting to start, you know, self-sabotaging again, destroy my relationship, ruin my comedy career, all of that. But you know what else I've done? I've deleted Civilization 6 off of my laptop. That's some new shit for the year. I can't fucking do it. Last two weeks, I've basically been on holiday. I mean, I say that, but a week before last week, I was in the Northern Territory and I was so tired and I worked hard and it was great. But the last week, you know what? This is a marked difference to what the podcast is normally like, isn't it? I'm looking forward. And that's the name of this week's podcast, Looking Forward. There we go. Come to it. Looking forward. Looking forward. I'll remember that. Will I? Can I write that down in my book? Where did I put my pen? Who am I? What's your name? What? 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 I've literally, I've lost my pen. Fucking what a loop. <laughs> There's that anger again. Looking forward is the title of this week's podcast. Can you remember that for me? Looking forward. Oh. But this week has been a great week. I'll tell you about it. This week, I played heaps of Civilization, man. I did like one... One social engagement a day. Tuesday, I drove to Victor Harbour and visited my grandparents. Wednesday, my other grandparents in Adelaide. Thursday, I cooked uh, dinner for me and my wonderful friend Lucy. And um, just one of my oldest friends cooked us some fish and potatoes. And then went out with some other mates and, um, you know, maybe put some beers in my nose again. I might have done that. Thursday night. 
Um, saw some dudes that I haven't seen in like five years. That was fucking sick. Friday night, hot pot with my brother and his girlfriend. And then I beat the fuck out of those losers at Catan. Um, two games in a row. No, no loss. Undefeated. Fuck you. And then Saturday, hung out with uh, my good friend and uh, incredible best comedian in South Australia, James McCann, James Donald Forbes McCann. Did an episode of his podcast, which I guess will be out soon. Go listen to that, the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan. Um, he's got like a thousand listeners a week now. He's got a fucking Patreon. I'm going to do a Patreon. That's something I want to do this year as well. Maybe when I put out You Had to Be There, which I think I'm going to put out on YouTube now. We'll see. I'm gonna fuck whatever. I got some stuff to do with that. Try and distribute it. But I'm thinking I might just release it to YouTube, and then if the American guys can sell it, maybe I'll take it off YouTube. But I'll put it on YouTube for the start. And maybe when I do that, I'll chuck up a Patreon and have that be like, hey, you know, I'm this guy. Give me some stuff. Um. Anyway, Saturday saw McCann. Flew back to Melbourne. Saturday night, I just played Civilization by myself. Did I? No, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a complete lie. You know what I did on Saturday? I didn't play Civilization. I played Civilization at the airport is what I did for like three hours. Um, and then I got back to Melbourne and I went, oh, dude, I'll actually tell you about Christmas. Oh, my God. Happy Christmas, by the way. Fuck, what a psycho. Too caught up in my own shit. I've got, I've got an update on the metal bird thing from last week as well, by the way. Maybe I'll close the podcast with that. <coughs> I've got a lot of shit to talk about. I've been doing good. I still want you guys to tell me about your plans for 2023. And if you don't, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> That's so fucked. I'm really sorry if that bums anyone out. I know it's like, it's not a cool thing to joke about killing yourself and I'm not going to kill myself and, you know, it's an awful thing and I understand it and that's why I'm allowed to joke about it. <laughs> no, no. And if you're struggling with that, you can call Lifeline on... Maybe I'll do that as a concession to how much of a fuckhead I'm being right now. Lifeline. Phone number. 131114. Lifeline Australia. Available 24 hours a day or SMS on 0477 131 114. All right? And they've got a chat and they've got a website. Let's see what their website said. No, you know what? I'm going to Google. Can I joke about suicide? Influence of humor expression on suicidal ideation among adolescents. Whoa. Wow. There's a, a fucking academic paper among adolescents, which is probably mediating effects of depressive emotion and positive emotion. The occurrence and degree of suicidal ideation during the past month in adolescence should be regarded seriously. Several studies have noted that humor expression style and depressive emotion may influence hum uh, adolescents' suicidal ideation however there is insufficient evidence concerning whether positive emotion reduces such suicidal ideation in adolescence in addition the relationships among humor expression depressive emotion positive emotion and suicidal ideation remain to be confirmed therefore in this study we aim to test the mediating roles of depressive emotion and positive emotion in the relationship between humor expression and recent adolescent suicidal ideation 
And that so that's the that's the background. Here's the results. I'll just read I won't read the rest. Oh no, and then I'll make and then I'll read the conclusion. This is fucking cool as shit. Oh man. 26 August 2020 in BMC Psychiatry, whatever the fuck that is. This is a it's got five citations. It's a cited paper. This is a peer-reviewed paper. All right. The results indicate that suicidal ideation in adolescence during the past month was related not only to humor expression, but also to depressive emotion and positive emotion. Right. So kids think about killing themselves and that's related to humor and positive. And so it's related to feeling happy or sad. The stronger the depressive emotion felt, the stronger the suicidal ideation. All right. In contrast, the stronger the positive emotion, the weaker the suicidal ideation. Moreover, depressive emotion and positive emotion were found to mediate the relationship between humor expression and suicidal ideation. So that means, I guess, if you feel sad, making jokes doesn't help as much. And if you feel happy, making jokes isn't as something. Additionally, positive emotion was found to mediate the relationship between depressive emotion and suicidal ideation. Conclusion. These results highlight that depressive emotion and positive emotion may mediate the influence of humor expression on suicidal ideation among adolescents. And positive emotion may mediate the influence of depressive emotion on suicidal ideation. More attention should be paid to decreasing adolescent self-deprecating humor expression and depressive emotion, whereas more witty response humor expression and positive emotion should be encouraged to prevent their suicidal ideation. Also, they differentiate between self-deprecating humor and witty response humor. That's interesting. What's the difference between self-deprecating humor and witty response humor? When I say, write into this podcast or I'm going to kill myself, is that self-deprecating or is that witty response? It feels like that might be self-deprecating because I'm kind of alluding to the fact that when people don't write into this podcast, it makes me feel sad. So what should I say instead? I should try and be witty. So I should say, hey guys... When you don't write into this podcast, I don't feel sad. It actually makes me think that you should kill yourself. <laughs> or like, maybe I won't write into your podcast. Maybe I need to develop a bit of repartee. <laughs> maybe that's a good way to like demonstrate, you know, for the kids. <laughs> well, that's fun, huh? I'm a good comedian. I can make humor out of, you know, suicide and, and, and academic papers. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Christmas. So, uh, I got back from Adelaide and I picked up the car next door and I did not leave it on low fuel. All right. Because I'm a responsible person. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. Can you tell that no one's in my house right now? And that's why I'm yelling so much. Um, picked up the car next door. Oh, dude, it was a fucking Prius. And it was a fucking Prius, dude. And like, it's all chill though. Notice how I changed my voice when I said Prius because I somehow I'm like self-conscious about getting a Prius because that's like a woman's car or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm a fucking bloke. 
bro, like, I got a Prius, but it's all good because my dick's big, you know? So, like, it's all, ki- ki- like, I'm actually more of a bloke because I can get a Prius and, like, I don't give a fuck, you know? Whereas, like, beta cucks get a Prius, but then, like, you know, it, like, makes them feel insecure, but, like, I don't because I'm all good. Whatever. I got the Prius. And I didn't realize the fuel gauge, it's a thing with me and fuel. Maybe I just don't know about cars. Maybe I need to accept that, that I don't pay enough attention to cars and the things that they tell me because I got this Prius and I, I noticed the fuel, but like, I it just was really low. If anything, I should be fucking ratting on the dog that got me, that left the car before me. But you know what? I'm not going to, cause I'm not a fucking rat, Jeffrey. It's not Jeffrey's fault that I didn't follow the rules. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's not someone else's fault that I felt bad and I'm not trying to blame that other person. However, given my situation and the fact that there was low fuel when I picked the car up, I'm not going to blame that on other people. That's the key, isn't it? That's, that is genuinely the kind of attitude that I want to demonstrate to people. When I made a mistake, I want to own up to it and to my part of the mistake. In that situation... I could have done more to check that the fuel was filled up before I let it go. And however, in this situation, when I got the Prius, sure, someone else didn't leave it full and that's, you know, annoying, but I could have done more to take responsibility for the situation. Like maybe they were in a rush and they didn't have the opportunity to, and that's fine. They shouldn't get charged 30 bucks for that. People make mistakes. I can take a bit of their burden by noticing what the car's fuel gauge is on when I pick it up and filling it up so that it's not a problem for me and it doesn't stress me out. But I didn't because I didn't quite understand the fuel gauge. It was just, it looked weird. There was like a, an arrow on the picture of the fuel thing and I thought that meant, I mean, this is stupid looking back, but I thought that it meant like this fuel thing is like, you know the picture of the fuel tank? There was an arrow next to it on the left, which I now understand means that the fuel thing is on the left hand side of the car but what i thought it meant was it's traveling in the downward direction so i thought the picture of the fuel gauge was like the fuel gauge itself i thought that was like the the you know like the hand on the clock or whatever so i was like that picture of the little fuel tank is going to move to the left as fuel runs out but of course that's not the case and the fact that there was no blocks on the gauge meant that the tank was empty so I got halfway from Melbourne to Bendigo and then the thing started really flashing and I was like, oh fuck, I've had no fuel this whole time and now I really have no fuel. But thank fuck I was driving a Prius that is a hybrid and it was charging the little electric battery in the car the whole time I was driving. So when I realized there was no fuel, I was like, well, now I've just got to, t- I pulled over and I typed in closest petrol station, but it was Christmas Eve and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I had to turn the car around and drive 20 minutes to the only place within like 50 Ks that was open. Fuck, that was so scary. Made it, fueled the car up, went and met my cousins. Dude, my cousins got two kids. They're five and three years old. And seeing them, what an absolute joy and a privilege. I felt so lucky to be hanging out with these kids on Christmas Day on one of how many Christmases do you get in your life where you're a kid and you're really excited like six maybe 
if you count the ones when you're a baby, but like when you're remembering, you're you're like able to understand what's going on. Maybe you're like two years old or three years old until six or seven years old when you know Santa's not real anymore. That period. And the kids, both of them understood what was going on and were happy and they're able to communicate and talk and I was there for it. Oh man, the little boy, he's five, they got him a kayak. The little girl, she's three, they got her a dollhouse and a pram and all this stuff. And um, there was this moment when I woke up, I got in at like midnight and uh, I got them a gift as well. Like, it's so funny. I was out with my mate, with, with James McCann and um, he's got kids as well. So I was like, what should I get these kids? We were at Big W and there were those, those water balloon things that you screw onto the tap and they fill them all up. I got him one of those and then uh, we were in Adelaide and I still had to fly. So I had to check that into checked luggage, just like some thing full of water balloons from Big W. I put like a luggage sticker on the back of it and checked it in. Um, And then I got into my cousin's house at like midnight and wrapped that and then went to bed. And then at 6am, her little feet just like running around the house because they were like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. They're like running up and down the house. And I got out of bed and my cousin and his wife were still in bed, but the kids were there in front of the tree looking at the presents that weren't there the night before. And the little boy was with his little sister looking at the dollhouse, but the kayak was behind him. And that's his, I'm like, that's your gift, mate. I didn't say that, but I was thinking in my head and I'm like, why is he looking at the dollhouse? Now, first of all, my cousin told me later that the reason that they weren't like as excited as they would be later was he had told them the night before, don't touch the presents when you wake up because if you touch them, they might disappear. (laughs) Like Santa might like magically take them back if you touch them too early before mum and dad get up. So you got to wait. That was fucking awesome. Um, But also I realized that he was looking at the dollhouse because he really wanted the kayak, but he was scared that maybe there'd been some kind of mistake or that it wasn't for him or something was wrong. So he didn't want to look at it and let himself get too excited for fear that it wouldn't, you know, when you know, when you have that feeling, I was thinking about that just earlier, like kids, the way that they feel things is so right there on the surface because they haven't developed all of the lies and the cover and the defenses that you have to develop as a person to exist in the world. Because if you're as an adult walking around with your emotions right there on the surface, you're going to put them on other people, you know, like if you're, if, if something happens and you're sad and then you just act sad about it straight away, like if you start crying the moment something goes wrong in your life, that's just stressful for other people because then you're sad and they see you feel sad and they feel sad for you and it's too much. It's exhausting. Do you ever meet someone like that? Who everything that happens, they're just like, no. Yeah, Aiden, we did. It's you, mate. You're that person. <laughs> Kids can't regulate their emotions. So when shit happens, they just start crying because they're any the tiniest little thing or the biggest thing. Kids react the same way. That's funny. Kids react the same way to like grandma dying as they do to there's no ice cream. It's all just the worst thing ever. It's either zero or a hundred. That's the emotions. And then as you get older, you learn to like take it down to 50 or 25 or 75 or whatever. And then also 
It's like you can see the things that you feel in yourself, but you don't see in other people because we all hide them. You can see them in kids. So that way that we're like when a good thing happens, you're like scared to really believe it because you're scared that it might not be real, that someone might take it away. So you don't let yourself feel that pure joy because it's like you, you've been hurt before and you don't want to... It, it almost hurts more to feel the joy and then have it taken away rather than just to never feel it at all, you know? I mean, we say like it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, but like it hurts to lose love, you know? Whereas if you close yourself off, you protect yourself. And that's what he was doing. He didn't want to look at the kayak because he'd been hurt before. So he just, he was like, I'm going to deny myself that joy. But his sister, his, she's three. She didn't give a fuck. She was like, this is my dollhouse. This is the greatest day of my life. Oh, kids, man. I spent the day with them. We went to the lake. We, you know, did the kayaks. We did, it was the best, man. And my cousin and his wife, they're the best parents, man. They just, they love their kids and they want them to be happy. And it's, it was awesome. And, um... Yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say about Christmas. Christmas fucking ruled. It was so nice to just go there and do that with them. And I was so tired at the end of the day. Drove home last night. Um, and then, oh, Sorry, drove home the night before. And then yesterday, just spent the day hanging out with some mates, played football, whatever. Anyway, I'm almost done. I want to just update you guys on this metal bird thing from last week. Because I said that I would email the guy and tell him about the podcast. Because I was trying, I'm trying to be accountable, you know. I don't want to make jokes about people that I can't stand behind. I don't want to talk ill about people behind their back. So, like, if I'm laughing at this dude for his metal bird thing, I should be able to, you know, I should be able to um, to tell him. And like, what is it? I guess it's like if you say something about someone, you should you should be able to say it to their face. And if you can't say it to their face, then you probably shouldn't, you shouldn't say it at all, you know? I mean, it's not the, it's not a 100% rule, but I think in this situation, it's good. So I spent all week thinking about like, I should write him, I should write him. And then just before I did the podcast, I was like, you know what? I should, even just to see if I can, just to test myself. And um, <clears throat> I realized halfway through that I didn't necessarily want him to listen to the podcast but maybe it would be cool to just find out what the actual story was. Because what I did on the podcast last week, and if you haven't listened, go back or this isn't going to make any sense. But I spent about 20 minutes laughing at this metal bird thing, this ad that I got on Instagram. And um, just like I, I, I started imagining him starting the company and imagining that he's the same kind of person who I am and like because he says you know it's a street art project that started in 2009 and that's a great way to like sell a product but like what's the reality of that actually look like and in my mind it's like in 2009 he was just like a kid doing dumb shit and then now he's 10 15 years older and he's realized he needs to make money and he's going back going how can I make some money and he remembers something he used to do. And he's like, oh, I can just make more of those and sell that. People used to like that. Anyway, here's the email I wrote. His name is Phil. Hey, Phil. My name's Aiden. 
I'm a comedian from Melbourne and saw your ads for Metal Bird on Facebook the other day. They really caught my eye. Very slick and somehow like a really calming aesthetic. Anyway, I've been doing a podcast every week for about five years where I recap the week I've had, tell stories, etc. Last week, all I could talk about was Metal Bird. I spent about 20 minutes going through the website, making fun of various bits of copy and even imagining how I think you might have come to start the company. I obviously don't know anything about you or your life, so I just kind of imagined my own life and who I was when I was younger and how that person might have come to start a company selling metal birds to people. It made me laugh, which is kind of the only point, ha ha. But now that I've speculated so much, I thought I'd ask you, how did you actually come to start your company? What was the street art project mentioned on your website that you started in 2009? And where did the idea for that project come from? Have you been running the whole time? Or is this a project that you kind of kept alive for years while you worked on other jobs and then started to invest all your energy into later on? I guess I'm just fishing for the story, man. Something about your site jumped out at me and I'd love to know more. I've also noticed there is another Metal Bird imitator online and I wanted to take this opportunity to say what a bunch of absolute flogs. You're the OG, mate. I hope you're having a great day. A Merry Christmas, Aiden. So I sent that an hour ago. Let's see if he replies, eh? Fuck, I'd love to hear from him. Wouldn't that be cool? A nice little reach out. And if he doesn't write me back, uh, I'm gonna, I think I might kill myself. <laughs> Oh, mate, that's the podcast, isn't it, for the week? What photo have we got? I might do... That's a good photo from the week. Maybe I will do... Hey, do, You know what? I'm going to do this picture that my grandpa uh, showed me of... Um, so last week on Wednesday, me and my brother went for dinner with um, my grandparents on my dad's side and uh, that grandpa has had a 1947 Dodge. I don't know what the kind of car is, but it's a Dodge um, since the mid-80s and he's done it up from like a piece of scrap into being like he has driven people around on their wedding day and it's beautiful and we had some photos taken next to it and then we went inside and went through some of their old photo albums. And there's a photo of me as a little boy. I must be two or three years old standing next to it. And it's overexposed, so you can't really see me very well. But it's definitely me. You can see my grandparents' old dog, Smokey, in the back of the shed. And the car is up on blocks. And um, it's such a cool photo. But because it's overexposed, you can't really see it very well. So um, I think it would be actually perfect because it's got all the kind of contours which is what google deep dream mixing photos is really good for so i might do a deep style on this photo and that's going to be the photo for the week and the name of this episode is looking forward which is ironic isn't it because the photo is from the past and that's the kind of shit that i really like that's it for this week i hope you guys are having a great christmas break period i hope you got some sick plans lined up for new year's and uh, I want you to know that I really appreciate you listening to my podcast. However much you've listened to it or however little, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, happy 2022, everyone. This has been Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. Peace. <laughs>